Amen. So again, good morning. If you're new with us, this is your first Sunday. I'm Scott. I'm the pastor here at GRX. And for the, this week and the next three weeks, we're going to be doing something a little bit new. We're going to be having all of our kids in service the whole way. And really the vision behind that and the strategy behind that is we have a great Kids Zone program here, but we also want to give our Kids Zone leaders and our volunteers a bit of a break. And so we're going to do that. This is the first summer we've ever tried this. And um, if it's a complete disaster, I'm sure I'll hear about it later. Um, but we're going to be hearing some different noises. You can kind of think about it like we're like the early church. And the early church didn't have Kids Zone or Children's Program. The early church worshiped all together at home and house. And so there's different noises and different, there's older people and there's younger people and then there's little kids and you might even hear some baby sounds. So that's what this morning's going to be. Um, we've been going through a series on heroes and today our hero is Abraham. And we've been looking at heroes of faith and we're going to look at two things for, from the life of Abraham and I'm going to have you guys help me do this. I'm going to have this side of the room say, go. I'm going to have this side of the room say, let go. Okay? 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 All right, you're like, yeah, like, yeah. Feels like I'm at like a high school football game or something. What is that? Go, let go. This is the main point of what I'm going to talk about today. We're going to see in Abraham go, a willingness to go, but also Abraham's willingness to let go. He's going to let go. And we're going to see what we learn about Abraham from that. Now, Abraham is a hero of faith. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, something about Abraham and what he did to go. So, Abraham, uh, so Hebrews chapter 11, starting at verse 8, says this. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go. He was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. And Abraham went out. So Hebrews tells us that God called Abraham to go, and he went out. That was why he was recognized as a hero of faith. That's why he was recognized as the father of our faith. Because God told Abraham, go, and he went. And so that's what we're going to look at. Abraham's willingness to go, and also his willingness to let go. Now the main scripture is actually out of Genesis chapter 12. And that's going to show up here on the screen in just a sec. But this is actually the story where Abraham is called by God to go. And Genesis chapter 12 Verse 1 says this. In your Bibles, it'll say this too. It says, now the Lord said to Abram. Now you might look at that and go, wait, wait. I thought we were talking about Abraham. Weren't we talking about Abraham? Jakey, weren't we talking about Abraham? We are talking about Abraham, right? Well, why does it say Abram? Well, that's because the, um, the autocorrect for this Bible <laughs> was not uh, invented yet. And so, no. The reason why is Abram... And Abraham, they're the same guy. 
Abram and Abraham are the same guy. It's just that in Scripture, God will often rename someone because names are full of meaning. So Abram and Abraham, they're the same guy, but the names mean something different. At this point, Abraham is still called Abram, and Abram literally means noble father. He will be, he is a noble father, meaning he's leading his family with honor, with nobility, with importance. And in chapter 12 of Genesis, he's called noble father. But later on in Genesis, because he's going out, because he's going to the promised land, because he's going to be the father of many nations, all the way in Genesis chapter 17, God renames Abram to Abraham and renames him from being noble father to father of many. So Abraham means father of many, and God renames him in Genesis chapter 17. So it's not a typo. We're going to call him Abraham, but at this part of the story, he's still called Abram. So continuing on with uh, Verse 1 and following. Now, the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, from your kindred, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. He was living in a place called Haran. God said, Go to a new place. He didn't know where, but he was going to go. And God says, And I will make you a great nation, father of many. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And then this next verse is really key. It says, so Abraham stayed at home. So Abraham heard God tell him go, but Abraham said, oh, that's too hard. I think I'm just gonna stay home and play Nintendo Switch. No, that's not what he did. He didn't just stay home and play Nintendo Switch or GameCube or Wii or Fit or whatever you're, I don't know how old you guys are. I don't know what games you guys are playing. So Abraham went. He didn't stay. He went because God told him to go. So he went as the Lord had told him. Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Okay, if you're 75 years old, can I see you raise your hand right now? Right there. Thank you very much. I see that hand. Thank you. Yeah, 75 years old, right? Social security. Like, what was he doing? Like, in a walker? Like, the guy was old. Old. He had his 401k set. He was getting his pension. He was everything. The guy was 75 years old, and he goes. Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran, his, home, his homeland, and Abraham took his wife Sarai, she's later named Sarah, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions they had gathered, and all the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, that's where God wanted them to go, Abraham passed through the land to the place of Shechem, to the oak of Morah, at that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring, I will give you this land. You're the father of many. You're going to be the father of many. I give you this land 
So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Now, this is kind of just a note for the adults. If you go to the Middle East, this area, this city is still there. It's not known now as this area, Shechem. It's now called Nablus. But where Nablus is, it used to be a part of Jordan, and now it's in the area of the West Bank. So it's under Palestinian control. But this area, this is a real place. This is a real place that God told Abraham to go, and Abraham had never gone. So, so what do we see? What we see here is that Abraham was willing to go. Like this side of the room, when you guys said go, Abraham was willing to go. So I have a question for all the kids that are under the age of 16. And I see some kids like, uh, well, I won't, I won't mention any names, but okay, his initials are Micah. And, um, but I see a lot of kids, and they're all under the age of 16. I know you guys that sit here in the back going, oh my gosh, she's getting really close to me. I feel really uncomfortable. But that's okay. So let me ask a question for the kids, everybody that's under the age of 16, okay? Let's say your father tells you to clean up your room. So I'd like you to raise your hand if you would go and clean up your room. Okay, that's good. That's very good. Okay, that's good. If you guys don't raise your hand, that's okay. You can work that out with your parents, okay? What if, under the age of 16, what if your parents say to you, go pick up your toys? How many people immediately go and pick up their toys? Yeah? Oh, there are fewer hands. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I see people going. Okay. What if then your father said, it's time to go to bed. So Micah, go to bed. Do you go to bed? Yeah. He says, okay. All right. That's because your dad is like right behind you. I know. I know. Your mom might be gone, but your dad's right there. Right. So as a kid, if our father says, go to bed, it's obedient to say, go to bed. Right? Andrew, you go to bed. You go to bed. Okay, but what if we start thinking about it? Like adults, we kind of hear something from God and we kind of start thinking about it. Does it really mean that? Did God really mean to do that? Like Abraham could have said, did God really tell me I needed to go somewhere? Did God really tell me? That would be like if you were a kid and your father said, go to bed. And you go, did my dad really tell me to go to bed? Mm, maybe not. Maybe what my dad really wants is not for me to go to bed. Maybe my dad really wants me to just not be tired. Right? So he says go to bed and it really means uh, don't be tired. Well, for me to not be tired, when I eat chocolate cake, I don't feel tired. And when I just run around like a crazy man or crazy boy, I'm not tired. So when my dad tells me, go to bed, I know what he's really asking me. He's really asking me to eat chocolate cake and run around like crazy. So I think that's what I will do. When my dad tells me, go to bed, I will eat chocolate cake and run around crazy. Now, it sounds kind of funny to talk about it like that. But this is a little bit for the adults. 
sometimes we have this incredible power to rationalize or to overthink something that God plainly asks us to do. Like God says, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Maybe God says, go and join the city team ministry and feed and love homeless people for this Saturday. And the simple response is go. Maybe God has laid on your heart, hey, there's somebody in my life that I'm not really reconciled with. Maybe it's my mom or my dad or my brother or my sister or my wife or my husband. Maybe my communication hasn't been very loving. Maybe I need to seek forgiveness. Maybe I need to do that. God's saying, go to that person and be reconciled to them. But as adults, sometimes we'll overthink it and we'll go, oh, well, I should love that person. I should go to them. I should be reconciled. But I'm not so good at communication. So maybe what I really hear God calling me to do is maybe I should read a book on relationships. So you don't go and love that person or reconcile or be with them. You go read a book on, rec- uh, on relationship. And then you go, well, I'm not really confident. I know, I'll watch some YouTube videos on how to talk to someone. I'll watch YouTube videos on how to say sorry to your wife. And then you read a book, you watch a bunch of YouTube videos, and you eat some chocolate cake because you're kind of sad, and then you run around crazy. Sometimes as adults, we can overthink what we're supposed to do. And what Abraham did was God said, go, and Abraham went. And there are times in our lives as Christians where faith is very simple and where God says, go, and our simple obedience is to go. So Abraham, that's the first thing he does, is he is willing to go. The second thing he's willing to do is he's willing to let go. And that's your guys' point. You guys were the go point. You guys are the let go point. And to illustrate this, um, Uncle Vic is going to come up here and help me. What God, well, he comes up. What Abraham heard from God was that God said, Vic, we'll do it right here. Um, God said to him, go to the land I'll show you. Leave your country, leave your kinsmen, leave your father's house. So, um, Vic, can you stand here in the middle? So, now, if God told Vic the same thing that he told Abraham... He would say, Vic, he would say, Vic, I want you to go and um, I, want you, I want you to leave your country. Okay? So here's your country. Okay. All right? I want you to leave your country. And then he said, I want you to go and, and leave your kinsmen. And I know a lot of you won't know what this is. This is a very old parchment. Um, <laughs> This is an ancient parchment. It's called a map um, printed on paper. But your kinsmen, it's your neighborhood. It's your location. And so this is um, where we are right now. Sunnyvale, we're right, we're right there. King's Academy. So go leave your country. Go leave your kinsmen. And then go leave your father's house. And I was thinking, what, what could I bring that would represent house, right? So I couldn't bring my house. So what I brought was, um, I brought two bottles of this. Um, teriyaki Korean barbecue. Um, I'm not Korean, but 
but, but these were in my house. So I'm like, you know, hold on to these. Um, this falls under the we're all generally Asian category. Um, okay, so, so he's holding all these things. He's holding all these things. Okay, now the life of faith, here's the Bible, the life of faith and holding on to God is like this. But in order for us to hold on to God like this, there are times where we need to let go of all the stuff that we're holding on to. That's what Abraham did. So he let go of his country, and he let go of his kinsmen, and he let go of his teriyaki barbecue so that he could go. So let me hold on to this. Yeah. So, yeah, Vic, you wouldn't have been able to hold all this stuff. Nope. You wouldn't have been able to hold on to God if you were holding on to all this stuff. So, thank you. Anyway, you guys give Vic a hand. Okay. So what does it mean for us to let go? What does it mean to let go of things? I don't know what it is for you in your life, but I know all of us as human beings have things that we like to hold on to. In biblical language, they're called idols. But we like to hold on to things more than we like to hold on to God. So maybe this morning as we're thinking about all the things that Abraham gave up, his country, his neighborhood, his father's house, what he was really giving up was his security, was his future, was the vision for his life to be the way that he thought it was going. Those were the things that Abraham had to give up. I don't know what you have to give up, but I bet you, if you're like me, there's something that you need to give up to be able to hold more closely to God. There's something that you also need to be willing to let go. It might be something like pride. It might be something like financial security. It might be something like control or being right. I don't know what that is, but all of us have something. Let me end with this. Abraham is courageous. He's heroic because Abraham is also willing to let go. And he's only able to go because he's willing to let go. The last part of Hebrews says this. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go. Abraham, uh, Hebrews later adds... Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside or let go every weight and sin that clings so closely to us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. My final question to you is, what is your next step of faith? Where's God calling you to go? And what might you need to be willing to let go to be able to go there? Let me pray for us.